Hi guys and uh, welcome to our first session um, online with the Rejuvenators. Um, obviously we can't meet in person so one of the important things that we can connect up um, still online and go through some of the um, learning that we'll cover. Now obviously it's tricky because we're in lockdown um, so it's changed things, people are unsure and um, uneasy. So what we're trying to do is look at some sermons that would um, help us to encourage us as well as prepare some resources um, for the youth uh, for today as well. Now, what I've got is I've got some um, really amazing resources here. So if we flick online and have a look, uh, the first one I've got here is the Youth for Christ um, International site. Has some great videos, um, some great comments, um, some great thoughts. So pray for us, meet the team, discover our stories. Um, some real cool stuff that you guys can look at um, and just have a look through lots of stories to encourage you and build you up. Um, the next site I had was um, Further. So it has a lot of teen life um, videos, teen topics, um, things you can talk through. Another real cool one is here, how to read the New Testament letters. So one real cool idea is that you can go on and learn about the New Testament um, through videos from other sites that aren't me and aren't obviously Cornerstone, um, but are some other key churches you can look at. So some real great resources. Um, so if we look through here, you've got uh, obviously home, uh, teen life, Bible, entertainment, youth group, videos and questions, so great for you guys. Um, the next site we have was the uh, American Youth for Christ um, site, uh, really cool, set up really nicely, really worth your time looking at, um, and some real great scripture on there, so it's got ministry stories, um, joining them, uh, addresses the COVID-19 issue, um, just really way, a great way of encouraging you um, how to join in. We've got some great music songs and things that have just come out recently that are really fantastic and can be really encouraging to build you up as you're um, listening online. Um, I had three real cool ones to listen to lately. One was um, Great Things by Phil Wickham. Cool song, um, have a listen to it. Obviously I can't play it because of copyright. Um, second one we've got is uh, Graves Into Gardens and that was by Elevation Worship. Cool song, uh, really into worship. You can put on the background while you're doing study or doing some other work. Um, have a listen to that. Um, and the third one I had before we get into our word for today, uh, more of a, a talk than a word, I guess, but our talk, um, is Faithful Now, that's by Vertical um, Worship. Another great band. Um, have a listen to their, their song. You can jump on YouTube and find it. Well, um, just after, you know, those songs, I just really, really feel encouraged um, that there's some really cool things going on. Um, so what we're going to do is, um, I'm no pastor Andre, so I might look at my script or some ideas of um, the key points. Um, and I guess as a practice more, we have a few of these um, clips um, will help to speed things up. Now, um, our theme for today um, ties in with our series, and our series is a seven-part series we're going to be looking at, and it's God's fruit. Now, I guess you could summarize it into the fruits of the Spirit, but if you're really looking at, you know, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, so it is technically, or it is, God's fruit. So I think it's a really encouraging way to look at today when we're struggling and things are hard and we're stuck at home is God has fruit for us and, and what are those fruit. Um, now I just want to cover the first four sessions that we have for this month uh, all coming up. Uh, first session I'll teach and go through is love today so it's a chat on that. Uh, we've got Pastor Andre talking on um, uh, joy. Uh, following that we've got um, Pastor um, Campbell Gordon from Arise and he's going to be talking about peace and I'll come back in the fourth session and I'll be covering long suffering which is basically patience. Um, and that's a great one to have at this time when we may be in lockdown. Um, so we'll cover those as we go. 
Now, first of all, um, our first scripture today we're looking at um, is Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Um, and that goes obviously over um, the fruits of the Spirit. So I'll just grab my Bible, which I've had to borrow from my daughter. Um, I have a New King's James, which is probably above chilling out and thinking about it. It's quite intense. So what we've got is we've got um, a beautiful, inspired book today. Um, and I'm reading from me um, and Sina's lent it to me, which is fantastic. So it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Pretty cool verse. Um, so I guess that's, that's our start into it, um, uncovering love. Um, and I guess when it comes down to it, if a spirit is in our lives, what will be really important is we'll see that um, through him he'll be outworking things. Um, so if, and we'll see the love, we'll see that patience as God's in our lives. So one of the great focuses we're looking at is having the spirit, spirit touch your lives more, um, have an encounter with him. And we may not have had one of those before with, with him, but it's really great that we can actually just look and say, hey, one of those is love. And if, if the Spirit is in our lives, what will flow out of our lives is definitely love. And one of the key verses I think really important to look at that is, is that Christ, um, you know, who, who Christians model off being a Christian is to follow Christ, is in the verse uh, is, is John 14, uh, 25 to 26. And that talks about when he left, obviously, the, the Spirit for us um, when he went up to be, be with the Father again. Um, and back to Sina's Bible again. Um, it is, again, uh, four, John 14, um, and it was 25 um, to 26. It says this, I'm telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So the really cool thing about it all is that we can be sitting in our daily lives and think, you know, where's Jesus in my life? But clearly, he's he knew what was going to happen beginning from the end, and he knew uh, that the spirit, when it came, would actually teach us the word of God. It would it would challenge our hearts. It would develop those fruits of the spirit we talked about before, which we'll we'll recap at the end um, of our, our talk today. So really cool. Uh, the next one I think is um, one of the cool things I think we can really be excited about is that the whole story of the Bible is about love. It's a, a God who loves us so much that He just pursued us. Um, and in a time like this, I think the one important thing we can do is just stop, we can pause, and we can turn to the Father who is just wanting to love us. Um, and we go to Mark 12, 30, 31, to see um, what he says about that. And he says, um, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. The second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So God is love for us. But as also as that spirit of love flows throughout our life, it is to love God with all our strength, all our, you know, everything in our being. And then secondly is to love our neighbor. So at a time like this, I think we've got to be really careful we don't introvert ourselves and just love ourselves. We need to really turn around and bless people and love them in, in these situations. Now I had two questions which I think was really challenging um, to think about. The first one was, what do we think of the Holy Spirit? Some of us may have had some experience. Some of us may have had, like, no experience. Um, and I guess, you know, at some point we're going to have an encounter and we have to choose whether we, we choose to follow um, Jesus or we choose not to, not to follow him. And I guess 
knowing who the spirit is and actually wanting to seek him, I think it's really important. We might not have lots of information, but we can ask questions. And when we start asking questions, God starts finding us. We don't actually have to hunt too far. He, he's after us already. The second one I had was, when has the spirit challenged us to do things? Like um, we might come to a scenario where we're at the shops and, you know, obviously someone at the shop in the front and they don't see us and do we steal, you know, do we do the right or the wrong thing? What's the Spirit saying to us? When a friend comes up to us and challenges us about the truth and uh, do we lie or do we tell the truth, you know, that, that Spirit challenges us and at some point in life, if we keep turning it away, we actually numb ourselves to, to what the Spirit's saying. So be really careful that we actually, at that moment, say, Jesus, you know, Holy Spirit, what are you doing in my life? And, and choose that moment and the other moments that will grow you closer to Him. Um, but definitely love. If you're loving, you are following the Father's example. Now, one of the things at the time now is it's not easy to love others, you know, when things are hard. It's really easy to love people when it's good, but the time we're challenged for love is definitely now when, when things are hard. And I don't obviously know the printer, so I've jumped to um, an online um, word, so I've got my laptop here today. I just want to read through a story that might challenge you to think about what that love is, what what's going on in your life, how do I how do I love when I don't feel like loving? Because sometimes to love isn't a feeling. You know, like we've got a foster boy and sometimes he drives you, you know, crazy because he's just doing things that aren't within your family culture and you're having to retrain that. But love doesn't say you've got to feel good to love. Love says it's the right thing because God loved me first. You know, and that, that's the first thing when I say, well, I've, I need to love others out of that. Really important. So our, our verse today, or our story today, it, it said this. It's hard, but we must remember not only to accept love during the tough times, but also to give love. So we desperately want love, but are we giving it? Again, it's hard, but sometimes all it takes is getting out of bed and asking for a group hug. Because as we see as Christians, we call to encourage one another to lift each other up and to trust that God is in control of the situation. So I guess thinking, what are we doing as teenagers? How are we up, up, lifting people? How are we building people up? How are we connecting with them? So take a deep breath and ask God to fill your heart with his love as you face the difficult days ahead, which we're in. And remember to accept love and encouragement from your friends and family. And don't forget to love them in return. So it's not a one-way street. We need to be willing to accept love, but also we need to be willing to give that love back to other people in return. Now it says here, what can we learn from love in the Bible? Because there's such a large uh, part of it. How can we stop pushing people away when we are going through difficult times? So we're actually open to them rather than, oh, I'm a teenager, I don't want to talk to people. As you're saying, oh man, I've got a problem, like I'm driving crazy at home, or I'm tired, or I'm exhausted. We just need to connect and be honest. Um, so here's a few scriptures on love and encouragement to focus on that. Um, and as always remember, we have an almighty God who can move mountains. Trust in him for his plans to give you a future and hope. It's from Jeremiah 29.11. Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you, John 15.12. Uh, love never fails, 1 Corinthians 13.8. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, Ephesians 4.2. We must not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. That's as the Spirit touch your life. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that were seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And that's 2 Corinthians 4, 
16 to 18. And I've gone through them a bit quicker because it does take time to cover them, but they will pop up at me at the bottom of the screen as I've read them, and you can pause and go check them out. So a couple of thoughts I had here um, as we went through that before we get on to our last point, before we um, sort of wrap up at the end, because I don't want to take the sermons too long. I want you to think on a heart-sharp point, which is God loves you. He was always about loving you. The Spirit loves um, and it'll come to 1 Corinthians 13 in a moment. That'll clarify like what God is really about and, and what it is essential to us to, to love others too. Um, first question was this. How can we love others when it's hard? Like when you don't feel like loving, when you don't feel happy, when you're annoyed, when you're frustrated, when I'm anxious, when I'm nervous, when they're not my type of person, when they, they annoy me. How do I love others when it's hard? Because that's really important and that's the heart of God. Do we understand that God is unfailing like he is unfailing like a time might be tough but he's this God that is greater than anything else and he has not failed us and he will not fail you yet either um, so really important just have a think about that okay and you can pause or whatnot um, I do have some sermon notes that I'll send through with this so you can access those as well and just take your time and mull through it I'm just trying to get as many ideas out so that you can even sectionalize and just go back and play bits of this just have a think, how can I love others? How is God unfailing? How does that love then transition to how I love people or taught people? And I don't have to say love to love people. I can just be there for people. Now over to 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to read the whole chapter. Because um, I think it's really important that it covers some real key issues um, that, that we've got there as well. Okay? So, it says here, love is the greatest. So true. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I could only be a noisy gong on a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understand all of God's secrets and plans and possessed, turn the page, uh, all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't have love, love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices when the, when the truth wins. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through even every sort of tough circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gifts of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. So they're pointless at the end of time. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child, but when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. And all that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. So now, past, eternity are these two things. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So important. You know, like it's the key to God's relationship with you. And it's the key to the Holy Spirit is love. If we're not loving, we're just pushing the Holy Spirit away because the Holy Spirit is love. And if we're doing the contrary to that, we are contrary to what the Spirit is doing in our lives. Now, some key points before we recap and then look at, as teenagers, like, what, what can we do? What's, what's going on? What can I do when I'm stuck at home? Um, love has a lot to it. It's not a simple thing. 
but if you're patient on the Lord and you're patient and even just in general is patient, you're, you're going to find that that love and that choice you can do to make and, and share and, and be loving is going to be a lot easier. Second one was love is about being other people centered. Not, oh, I want to love someone else because I know that if I love them, they're going to give me a prize. Or if I love someone else, I know that they'll return me a favor. It's not about that at all. Love is about being other people-centered for their gain. So God loved us for our gain. Without, you know, without any question, he loved us no matter what. You know, even people who aren't Christians, he, he loves, he loves them. So it's the same for us, like it is, you know, love is about being other people centered and for their gain. Second one was love handles adversity. So if you truly love someone, if you're truly loving of other people, no matter the circumstance, no matter the problem, no matter the trial, you love them still no matter what. And that's that true love. And there's a lot of varieties of love, you can go on and Google them all. But the one that really stands out is one called Agape Love. Um, I read a book about it when I was younger, fantastic book, lots of great ideas. But it was basically, in an essence, it was a selfless love. And it is so important to have that love where you're selfless. You're not putting you into it and saying, well, I'll love you if you do this, or I'll love you if you do that, just, just loving you. Now, the two questions I had were, how do we receive love from others? And then the second was, how do we outwardly love others? So that receiving of a love, and then that giving of a love, how do we do that? Okay, it's a bit like I, when I was at school, was the fact that we need to be people who willingly uh, are given compliments and say, oh, thank you, rather than saying, oh, and not really accepting the compliment. It's someone being kind to us, so we accept the compliment. Same as love, we need to be able to give that love, and we need to also be able to um, receive that love back. We can't be a one-way street. Now, some key points which I'll chuck up on the screen as well are these from today. Don't forget to check the websites out, some great stuff for teens. Don't get stuck with your board and an idle mind, a bored mind is going to go off in wayward ways and, uh, and not really get on track. So make sure you are putting your mind into the right things. Secondly, the Holy Spirit left, was left to support us um, and whatever fruits out of our lives that we're seeing, God's fruit. Uh, next one, look at how we love in the hard times. So what are you doing in these hard times? How are you connecting? How are you loving? How are you speaking to other people? Love is patient, it is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it isn't proud, it doesn't dishonor others, it isn't self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, doesn't delight in evil, but in the truth, always protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres, like that perseverance, no matter the difficulty, it still loves no matter what. And lastly, what are our outward decisions that would obviously show God's fruits, but also in particular today, show love? What is it that we do that shows that Christ is in us and he loved us so that therefore his love, we then love other people? What is it that, you know, the two greatest commandments? Love God and love your neighbor. How are we loving our neighbor? Now, I've, I had all these great thoughts about teens, but I had four points that I just wanted to cover um, for teens. Like, what can you do as a teenager? Like, I'm not an adult, and I'm not a young kid, you know, but you're a teen. You're developing your own ideas and thoughts, which is fantastic because you're our future generation. The four thoughts I had was, love your friends and keep in touch. First one, however you can, keep in touch. Texting, Instagramming, Facebook, you know, whatever you are allowed on, connecting up in a positive way because, uh, you know, it is really cherished by other people when they hear a message or hear someone contact them. Maybe you're the person they were waiting for and were already down for two days and you just lift and build them up because we are, you know, God's arms and legs, you know, with being able to outreach his love. 
Second one, be aware of the Spirit's leading of love. You know, how is He leading us to love other people? Are we just going to love and choose our own decisions to love? Or are we actually sometimes waiting and going saying, how can I love? I've got it wrong. I need love here. You know, I wanted this way because it was going to give me a reward. But now I'm going to love this way because I know it's God's asking me. Third one, uh, seek love from others if you were a cry. It is okay to get support. Really encourage you as teenagers, hey, if, you, if you're not feeling feeling it or you're not feeling supported, just ask. There will be people who can connect up with you. Find people who care or in that, you know, in your um, close sphere of influence or friends that can really encourage you because they know your path and they know you walk and where you've been. The fourth one today, one, two, three, four, is um, keep loving even if it's hard and tricky. God will see you through. I truly believe it, you know, life isn't going to be easy. Life can be hard. God never said you're going to have a perfect life. But the hardest times in my life have been the most amazing times because I've seen God come through for me. And without those hard times, it would just be flat. So those tricky times actually created something where I'm like, man, God is here. I see him. I see his, his destiny for my life. So again, um, today's session was on um, God's fruits and it was on love. How are we loving? What are we showing with love? Go out there, connect up. Um, and lastly, we have a sheet that will have some key ideas that you can go through and look at. And secondly, we're looking at putting a website up so you can access all this stuff and see your previous sermons or get some ideas just to challenge you and help you out with this time. Hope you enjoyed the sermon um, and chat as we talk and talk. Um, and when the website comes up in a couple of weeks, I'll flick out a note and you can check that out too. See you guys.